0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: Joshua, come out here, Josh. We're back. We are back.
2: We thought the season was over. (laughs) It's not over. (laughs) I definitely planned on uh, this this uh, going very differently and doing a very Mm. uh, sad call with uh, with you and all of our listeners, but no. You're man. Game
1: seven. Your your man, Norm Paul, had different ideas. But before we go on, let me just tell you that, look, hello and welcome to the Kyle Lowry Over Everything live call-in show. Not the Raptors today. Kyle Lowry Over Everything live call-in show um, presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Lou. Joining me as always, fellow co-host Josh Hart. Reacting to um, what was the best game of the playoffs? Yeah, best bubble game. Best bubble game. Best bubble game. Um, This year, of course. But the Raptors winning 125 to 122 over the Boston Celtics in game six. It took double overtime. It took OJ and Obi hitting some threes. It took Pascal hitting that baseline jumper. It took Kyle with the game winner. And it took your man, Norman Powell, 15 points in the two overtime periods. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. What was your thoughts?
2: It took took five and three quarters of the game to get him rolling, but we're not looking back. Listen, he showed up when we
1: needed him, okay? You can always say that about Norman. all right? (laughs)
2: Make well, your know, royalty right there. Nick Nurse said that uh, what he wants from Norm is not to give him 28 points uh, the next game and zero in the next game. But what mm. you saw is uh, uh, Norm gave you uh, very limited production, then mm. exploded. So maybe Nick doesn't know what he's what he's talking about all the time because yesterday night Norm Powell looked unstoppable in the overtime periods. Thank you, Norm. We Thank you, uh, Norm. we appreciate you so much.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly going back through this game and I, I rewatched the the just the fourth quarter and then the first two overtimes to write out like a bit of a reaction piece the morning after, which you can read on Yahoo Sports Canada. Um, and just going through and just finding like five like defining plays, winning plays, where the Raptors made to take that game. I, I mean, there's so many. I could have written fifty things from that game. <laughs> you know, like it it was, just such a great team effort. And you had pretty much everybody chipping in. The the type of on-ball defense that Pascal played against Jason Tatum was absolutely phenomenal. Kemba Walker only having five points in after playing 51 minutes? Bro, (laughs) five minutes? Five points in 51 minutes is like a P.J. Tucker stat line. Okay, that's – you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) the defense there. And then you have, you know, Fred. Obviously, he missed a couple of shots to go ahead. Pascal did too. But their defense was good. Kyle making the plays. Norm making the plays. OG making the plays. Just such a satisfying win, and it has so many details. Like, I can't wait to watch this game back a year from now when we're still in the quarantine, and uh, you know, I'm calling you to do a a, you know a classic Raptors reaction podcast. But
2: yeah, and and that's the thing that I took away immediately is that's a Raptors classic. That's a that's a hardwood classic. We're gonna be watching that game on like NBA TV in our 50s, trying to just describe to our like you know adult children that this is when basketball was played the right way when you know mm. I imagine in the future you're gonna have when Norman,
1: when Norman Powell is <laughs> hitting seven of seven from the free throw line yeah definitely
2: <laughs> exactly
1: face, um man.
2: of course we're gonna take your calls you can call in now at 289 918 I'm sure that Ashley our producer's phone is already melting but we have um a man who has something in uh, common with Us- Usain Bolt he always ends up in first we have Will from Hong Kong on the line Will welcome to the show Yo, gosh.
3: Good afternoon, Lulu. Good afternoon.
1: What's going on? What's
3: going on? Gotta got a shout out producer Ashley once again for producing here. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm just chilling here in Hong Kong. Happy Valley. Those who know, know, right by the racetrack. So it's like 2 a.m. here. Um, oh, okay. but that was a good ass win. <laughs>
0: yes. So, yes.
3: Um, three things to discuss. Norm, OG, Marcus Smart, um, you know, United is that much closer to Jaden Sancho, so yeah, uh, very please happy on that front as well. But I digress. Um, so yeah, Norm God, King. Um, I, we've all apologized to him many times, and it's gonna happen again. So my apologies mm-hmm. to you, Norm. Um, yeah, man, you know, he he got hype on that and won. Uh, I think oh. it was Marcus Smart that fouled him.
1: That's not yeah. He was, was there. That that was a uh, Marcus Smart's 17th foul of the game. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Josh, you and I were talking about this before the show. It's not even so much that Norm made the steal and then made the n one layup. It's the fact that he made the correct read. Yeah. Norm read the play for
2: once. <laughs> Norm, <thank laughs> it you. was phenomenal. Thank you. He Norm. made a, an excellent read. Uh, after OG had uh, shown, he knew that he needed to rotate to cut off Jason Tatum. Tatum runs right into him. He picks the ball. He's off to the races. And uh, then the finish was actually quite impressive. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a pretty generous roll. But, yeah, it was – I don't think I've ever seen that <laughs> Norm completely yeah, identify play too. and move. Yep. It was great.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great on both ends. Norm, he was engaged. He was active. Um, yep. Yeah, second to – you know, OG, man, he got in his Shane Battier in Memphis bag. He was doing mm. everything. Yeah. He was doing – right. no wrinkles no wrinkles on his forehead, though. But other than that, <laughs> you know, he, was on, <laughs> <laughs> he was winning jump balls. He was winning jump balls. Yo, he took an elbow to the face, and, like, yeah. there was literally no reaction from the man. That was insane. Yeah. Bro,
1: he, he – I mean, he hit the shot with 0.5 oh. seconds. didn't react either. So, you know, OG's calm oh. collected. and collected. Yeah.
3: Yeah, man, like, I understand, like, calm, calm, collected, but you take an elbow to the face, like, there's got to be some sort of reaction, but, you know, it's OG, right? And, uh, I had so enough I,
2: uh, elbow yo, reaction for the team yesterday. His man's
3: name oh, yeah. is
1: OG, okay? <laughs> Listen, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very accurate.
3: You know, speaking of OG, so you guys remember when, uh, I think it was Serge, during the timeout, started mm-hmm. just talking to OG, like defensive mm-hmm. stance stuff or whatever, OG's like staring yeah. in the space. He's
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> OG's like, bro, I'm on it's the floor going of be right yeah, now, man. <laughs> i put you on
3: so defense. just trying to talk to young <laughs> bucks, right? And like, yeah. no respect at all, but, um, yeah, and I think he, he had that dish, he drove, OG drove down the middle,
4: mm-hmm. dished
3: it to Norm in the corner for the three as well. I say it was either him or Kyle, I can't remember.
4: Yeah, but, yeah,
3: yeah, man, OG, He he did his thing And finally uh, Marcus Smart
1: Mm.
3: That is a man who has zero shape None Um, Like none Zero shape uh, uh, I'm not as angry as Marcus Smart as
2: everybody else is
3: No, Mm. I'm not not even angry at him I'm just saying like To me, it's like the refs are enabling him And it's like If I'm Marcus Smart, I'm getting the calls Yeah, I'm going to continue doing what I do Yeah Right,
1: and hey, you can't I mean, hate the enough. player, man. Can't believe you it. cannot hate the player. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, <laughs> uh, look, Marcus Mutt had a fantastic game. You know, he had uh, what twenty-three points. He had like eleven had a assists, ten rebounds. I mean, he had a quadruple double mm-hmm. with flops. You know, a quadruple double, baby. Yeah, you know,
3: that flop on OG was wild, though. Literally, Marcus Mutt was parallel to the ground. On that offensive foul. Like the screen
5: yeah. there,
1: that was wild. But um, um, no. yeah. Honestly, oh. the he sh- uh, Marcus March should tip whoever is the mop boy, or the mop girl underneath the baskets. <laughs> like, you got to tip that person because you're making them do a uh-huh. lot of work because you fall yeah, every like, single play. Like, Offense and defense. You know, listen, like maybe you got to buy like a Roomba or something for the NBA. Just buy a Roomba and just keep it on the floor at all times, following Marcus. He's about to fall anytime anyone touches him. Or you honestly, I mean, The play that I loved the most was when he was catching that loose ball. Great defensive play. You know, Fred had nowhere to go, threw it out back to to Mark. Uh, Marcus, great athleticism to catch the ball. Just a great defensive play. But the way he, like, caught the ball, banged it to Mark, and then slid down the length of his body. (laughs) And then fell. He went out of his way to fall on his tailbone, which I know hurts. But he fell on his tailbone just to exaggerate what was already a foul. So... Yeah. You know what? If someone's that yeah, dedicated yeah. to flopping, you just got to respect it, you know? You do. I, I never yeah, thought someone I would be say, better in the f- that flopping than Kyle in a series, but someone is actually better than flopping. It's like, oh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm actually
3: shocked he didn't actually try to flop on that, that three-point key. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was fully expecting it. Real talk. Like, I was like, yo, they're going to get three free throws right now. Mm-hmm. But he tried to play it straight. Like, he held his form and everything. He reached yep. out to the cookie jar. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. yo. <laughs>
1: By the Come way, on, what, were the Celtics, well, uh, what were the Celtics yeah. doing on that play? Because if you watch the inbound, Jason Tatum took the ball out of bounds to inbound the ball. You have no timeout. You have to go to the length of the floor for a three. Why is Tatum, in the hot, why is Tatum not on the floor?
5: Yeah, why is he inbounding? Know, yeah.
1: That made no sense to me. That's yeah. a complete brain fart. So.
3: Yo, it's a Christian Rittner play, man. Christian Rittner yeah. play. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'll leave it at that now. I'm sure somebody's going to touch on uh, Jason Tatum uh, passing the ball to McNair. So. I'll leave that to somebody else, but uh, thank you very much again um, right. for for doing this today. And uh, yeah, take care, guys. All right.
1: All right. Be I good. Appreciate it, Will. Oh, oh, how, how does how does this man always get first in line? We got. I'm asking Will that question next time. Yeah,
2: I, I actually Will impressive. just drop
1: it in the comments, man. I know you go on the YouTube comments. Let us know how are you how are you the first person to call in every time? It's yeah, he's really got the strategies. He's got yeah. the
2: straps um, from the YouTube chat. Tra- uh, um, do you think we found a way to shut down Kemba? Or will he show up big in Game 7? I don't know. Remind Kemba that this is the first, like, important game he's ever played in his whole uh, playoff career. Oh, come on. I don't think – what, you're saying the Al Jefferson years?
1: No, no, I'm talking about um, this past summer, uh, 2019, the summer, Kemba Walker was on Team USA, and so were three (laughs) other members of the Celtics. You remember Jason Tatum was there, Jalen Brown was there, Marcus Smart was there, maybe Brad Stevens on the coaching stuff. I don't even know. But four Celtics there – and don't forget, they played Turkey, and they beat Turkey, okay? Yes, it, it, Chetty Osman missed some key free throws at the end that allowed the U.S. to win, but they beat Turkey. And then they lost to, like, I don't know, uh, I, I forget, honestly, who they lost to, Czech Republic or something. But, um, you know, like, you can't tell yeah, me these that, Celtics yeah. haven't been in important games. These Celtics have <laughs> lost important games before, okay? It's not the first time it was a lost time. <laughs> Listen, if you can't get past Czech Republic, you can't get past uh, Tomas Sadoranski, then I don't know what to say, you know?
2: So uh, do you think – wait, do you think that there is a consistent way to deny uh, Kemba from – you know, I mean, he left yesterday with only five points. So can there be a report performance? I know that he saw a lot of OG. He saw a little bit of Kyle. Is that the way to, like, sort of uh, limit his offensive output? Because I don't think he even distributed particularly well either. I don't have – No, uh,
1: that's where I disagree with you because I think he actually did a decent job of attacking and creating for others. Like, he was really a problem in terms of he would turn the corner – draw two defenders and then kick out. That's a lot of their offense like in the fourth yep. quarter when they hit all those threes. But I think A okay so first thought the Raptors are just I mean they literally played a box and one against Kemba to start the game, right? No one opens the game with a box and one. Even against Steph Curry, they didn't open the game with a box and one. So they opened the game with a box and one on Kemba. Took him out of his rhythm early on, made him a passer. And then I think he just never really found into got into the group because A you got Brown that was scoring well. You have Tatum yeah. that was scoring well. Marcus was even scoring well as well. Obviously, he's not uh, scoring as much for himself. But, like, you have those three guys going. So, Kemba was really in a playmaking mode. So, I actually think part of it is just, you know, he wasn't scoring much because uh, this, the Raptors kind of put him away from that and the other guys were going. But also think, like, when the Raptors went to that small ball lineup, you could see the, the speed at which the Raptors were rotating – and communicating on the switches. A, a lot of times it didn't switch, but even when it did switch, it's not like Kemba's that great of a one-on-one score that should be able to cons- consistently score over any of the Raptors that were on the floor at the end of the game last night, right? Like, all those guys can move their feet. Kemba's not that big. Yeah, he's at the crossover, but he's got to get you going downhill than stopping a dime. That works yeah. a lot better against a big, who, you know, like Serge, You can't stop his momentum, or Mark can't stop his momentum. Against a guard, I mean, like, yeah, you, they could stop and That's they could exactly, still contest. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I actually think that, They have a good defensive scheme against Kemba right now. They're trying so hard to take him away, almost more than they're trying to take away Tatum. They're focusing more on Kemba than Tatum. But I think it's just a product of the situation. I mean, the fact that he only scored five points, yeah, of course he could score more, but it's not like he had a bad game. Like that was, you know, a lot of things went into that. And if the Celtics want to emphasize Kemba a little bit more, I don't know what else they can do because they've been running ball screens for him. And then at the end of the game, I think Tatum's a better closer anyway. Yep. I think Tatum can get you a shot a lot better. So he's deferring a lot to Tatum in this situation. He watched well, Tatum the, has the been game.
2: Absolutely a massive shot right at the yeah. end of the second overtime to make it a one-point game again. Anywho, uh, to discuss our strategies to win game seven, we have Samir from Toronto. Someone from like the show. Samir, welcome back.
6: Hey, what's going on, guys?
2: What's going on, what's man?
6: Much, just has chilling. Um, just to piggyback off of your conversation, um, I think the Raptors uh, coaching staff has, determined if they can take Kemba out, that's their best chance to win. Because if you look at game one and five, when the Raptors got absolutely crushed, Kemba played well. But if you look at game two, four, and six, he didn't play well, and the Raptors won every single game. So I think that's kind of their, their thought process. But um, my question to you guys was, like, is uh, why do you guys think that people expect Pascal to be the sixth superstar? Like, the way he's playing, he's playing worse than I thought, but I'm not really surprised, right? Like he had one great season. I'm not trying to like bash him, but he had one great season. He's 25 years old and he has room to improve and that's okay. Like, that's fine. That's kind of the progression of a, of a superstar. So like, why is there just so, like so much pressure for him to be quiet when we all know he's not, he's just not, he's not there yet.
4: Mm.
1: I mean, I think it's a good point. Um, I, I Look, I think there's two things. One, I think there's enough space for people to be frustrated at the fact that Pascal – forget playing like Kawhi. He's not even playing like Pascal last year, right? So I think people get yeah. a right to be frustrated. It is frustrating watching him miss jumpers, like that one where Kyle passed him to a corner and he kind of, like, wasn't sure he was going to shoot it and then shot it over Tatum and you just knew that was going to be a brick. Like, you're of course, people are going to have reactions to that, right? You shoot 5 of 19. At the same time, though, I think – The expectations, I think that's the part that's sort of a little bit unfair because we all knew that this was his first year kind of doing it. His trajectory is insane. If you look at it like two years ago, he was a bench guy. Like literally just a bench guy. Not even the best bench guy. Fred was the best bench guy that year. Pascal was like the second best bench guy. And then two years later, he's expected to be the number one option. And then the thing is just the Raptors this year, they're not built like the Raptors last year. It wasn't like, okay, Kawhi is going to have a 30% usage. He's going to take 20 shots. He's going to score 30 points. And and we're gonna give it to him every single time down the stretch. Like that's not what the Raptors are right now. The Raptors have never really played like that this season. Yes, they featured Pascal a lot, but that was a lot of that was when Kyle was out. The Raptors right now are just like a you know multi-headed monster. Like wh- wh- wherever the mismatches, they're going to. Like you look at what the Raptors ran down the stretch. Like they had OG and Obi pick and pick and pop with uh, Kyle Larry, where OG you know, I, one he finds. Uh, he pump fix Kemba, drives the lane, and kicks it out to Norm for three. And another one, he just pulls up for three. Like, that's not – if you had Kawhi there, you're not winning this place. You're just going to Kawhi. Exactly, right? So, Raptors play as a team. Yeah. And Pascal really just hasn't had the advantage. Also, if you watch back through the tape today, uh, of yesterday, he had so many layups that he was just, like, leaving. Yeah, the sure. Way. And I couldn't believe it. But those are, those are good shots. I don't know what else you can do. If you don't trust Pascal to make a layup, then maybe that's, you know, whatever. But I think a lot of history has told us that Pascal can hit layups. You know, and I, I think he will play better, but there's no like eminent need for him to do a Kawhi versus the Sixers kind of thing. Like that's not how the Raptors are structured. That's not how they win. He just has
6: to, he just has to be himself, essentially. Like just yeah, be yourself. Exactly. You don't have to be extraordinary. Um, but you know, another thing is like, why don't why doesn't he? Because in the games that he played well, I think it was game four, he where he got had 23 points. It was a lot of it was face up, right? He faced mm. he was facing yeah. the rim and he was coming downhill. But every time he gets in the post, like Jalen Brown just locks him up, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, it's not the part of his game that he's been good at forever. So for him to then rely on this part of the game that he's never really trusted is going to be a big change. There were times Mm -hmm. yesterday that he was pulling up from that baseline jumper and like, no, 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 no. Then it went in and it was (laughs) a huge surprise. Um, It's weird that that stuff, the stuff in Pascal's offense that – many Raptors fans like seeing the least are with actually what's working for him right now it's probably because that's what yeah. the Celtics are giving him and I hope that he has the green light to be a bit more aggressive there but it's hard to do like to see him sort of face up face up game in the in that sort of 15 to 18 foot range is not where he's likes to shoot from but it's working for him right now so I don't know if he'll go if he'll return to it but he might have to uh, but Pascal has <laughs> been playing like a superstar in the defensive yeah. end. He has really delivered oh, there. Man. He was and good last night. Yep. this Boston Celtics offense is, has a lot of clear mismatches with the Raptors, and the fact that we've not been we we haven't succumbed to those problems consistently. I think a lot of it is uh, to Pascal's benefit. So mm-hmm. while he not me- he may not be getting the you know, 30-point-per-game scoring that we all fantasized about seeing before the season, he's delivered as a superstar on the defensive end, which, I don't know. I, I think It matters that. It matters more because Kyle Lowry, the guy that I'd like to see perform better on offense is actually Fred VanVleet. Kyle Lowry is giving you what you want. Fred's uh, jumper has come and gone a little too frequently. I'd like just a bit more consistency from Fred, mm-hmm. but Pascal's completely delivered on the defensive end, and yeah, sometimes the offense hasn't been there, but all this talk about, like, benching him is insane. He's not been DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan was bad on offense, but also extra bad on defense. Uh, that's not the case. Yeah, that's true. All right, and one
6: last thing. So can each of you give me one thing, if possible, that the Raptors must do to win game seven?
1: Uh, Kyle Lowry scores seven points in the first quarter, ends up with uh, 25 <laughs> or more. Cool. Oh. you need car to be good that's what i'm saying yeah
2: yeah i think the you have to start strong the raptors and even the games that they've like in all the in in games one and game five where they lost big um they started out slow and needed to play catch up um the raptors need to go out and throw the first punch um or at least not to come to the first one like they have in their big losses i think that's that's it for me and i don't know how they do it um like yesterday, it looked like the game was like the offense wasn't working early in the game, and you're getting worried the Celtics were hitting all those corner threes, and they came back. Yeah, um, you can't have that happen. I, I don't think that you can let the Celtics have open shots from the corners early in the game, and expect to um, to win.
6: Yeah. All right, guys. Raps in seven. Let's go. Let's
2: go. go. go.
1: Raps in seven, baby. <laughs> rap, rap.
6: <laughs> all right. Take care, man. All right. Peace.
1: Yeah, um, the other thing with Pascal is that, like, part of the reason he's not facing up as much is because I don't think he trusts his handle that great. Because <laughs> I mean, he got swiped by oh, wait. smart, he got swiped by Jalen as well. Like, it's right now his face, up, it, his skill set is not sharp, you know what I mean? Like, the skill set being yeah. like the skill elements, shooting the ball, uh, handling the ball. You know driving through traffic something like that that's not fully sharp for him, so the more difficult stuff you're asking him to do, what well, facing up is objectively more difficult than backing up, back backing yeah. down
2: yeah, we all played basketball in middle school, speaking of skilled plays, did you see uh o g he went like cross tween pull up i I can't remember who was on, mm, but yeah, I've yeah. never seen him handle the ball like that. I like was screaming in my living room it was, that was seeing that like progression of o g in this series has been. Yeah. So delightful. Like, this oh, he's, has been he's awesome.
1: Undeniably the breakout star of the series.
2: Yeah.
1: Hits the shot. And he's done that a couple times now. So, you know what? Salute OG, man.
2: Salute OG. Yeah. Um, From Amon, uh, with success we had running small ball. Should we – oh, it's gone. Should we uh, continue to do that in game seven? Uh, will the Raptors continue to go with that small lineup that they had some success in yesterday night?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think they probably will. Um, yeah, especially think, given Serge bad ankle. Yeah, I think part of it was um, they stumbled into it a little bit. Because in the first half, they, they did go small, I think, to close the half. Yep. But um, uh, that was mostly because Mark was, like, eating his jersey. He was so mad. And they couldn't put him back into the game until, you know, he could at least take some warm-up shots and get his mind refocused a half. Yep. And Serge couldn't play, like, 18 straight minutes, nor would you want him to. So yep. they had to go small there. So they, I think they had a bit of comfort from that point. And then in the second half, it was the Celtics were killing them so much in that pick and roll, generating open looks from the kickouts that they went smaller to match their speed. So um, I, I, Nick said after the game that he's been trying to work up to playing that small lineup more and more um, as as the course of series has gone on. I think if game five was closer, we would have seen it more there. But obviously – game was trash and out of hand, so there's no need to go small. I mean, they did go small for a little bit, but not, it didn't really affect anything. But um, I think, that yeah, they will. And especially, I think, honestly, the going small is contingent on the fact that you need a fifth guy on the floor who's going to play well. Up to this point, Norm was not outplaying surge, but that'll outplaying Mark. That'll, but that will change. But that changed. So all of a sudden, you can do it. And honestly, yeah. the spacing was great. I mean, like, if you look at the play and stuff like that, like, there was not a lot of help at the rim because the Raptors were consistently able to stretch it out. Five guys on the perimeter. It's not that hard.
2: So, yes, I think they'll play it more. All right. Well, we have our next caller. You can call in yourself at 289-778-0918. We have Archie uh, from Riverdale. Uh, Archie, how's that Jughead in the crew?
3: Oh, uh, I got
7: confused for a second. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I said Toronto. Um,
2: <laughs> but, no, it's good.
7: Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys what you guys thought about the bench. Like, when they say playoff PMs, Pretty sure they don't mean
2: Paul George anymore.
1: Mm. Mm. Let's play out Powell baby I
2: mean uh Will broke out the uh lucky beaver shirt to remind him of uh, game five against the Indiana Pacers. Mm. Memorable to many because <laughs> Norm Powell had that incredible dunk. Shout mm. out Chris. That's who shout you went to the game with, right? Will shout yeah, out
1: Chris. I did, I did go yeah, shout <laughs> out Chris for getting the the good tickets, man. Yeah. I mean now I'm, I'm now I'm media, so I just go anyway, but back then that was clutch. Yeah. But,
3: yeah, I know you guys were
7: talking about the small ball lineup, but I also like Surge in the game as well. I thought Surge did well. And I think both Norm and Serge almost outscored, like, the Celtics' bench on their own. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, do you guys think that's going to be a huge factor or is uh, Brad Stevens just going to play Tatum, Brown, and Kemba 48 minutes again?
1: Um, I think he probably will because those are, by far, their five best players. Like, Wanamaker's giving them decent minutes. He was okay the other day. You know, O'Jale came in mostly just as like a backup uh, defensive duties against Pascal when Brown is out. And then the, the Williams mm-hmm. twins came in for a little bit, but um, yeah, I think he's probably going to ride the starters hard. I mean, we I think Steven's tipped his hand at the start of the fourth quarter. He opened with the starting lineup and he played that the rest of the game. Yep. So those are the guys mm-hmm. that he believes in and rightfully so none of the other guys really are trustworthy. And so I think if, I mean, I think in the first half, both coaches are going to play their bench guys a little bit because you just have to. But in the second half, I kind of expect a similar finish where I think Stevens probably opens the fourth quarter with his five guys, his five starters, and just rolls with it. So, yeah.
6: Do you think we'd be countering that with
7: a small ball lineup again, or is our Mark or Serge going to be trying to get the mismatch with Tice?
1: Um, I think probably ultimately you're going to do that. I think it depends on how the game is going because you really can't anticipate smart – the thing you can't, you don't know if Smart's going to shoot two of eleven or six of eleven, and that's a pretty big difference in these close <laughs> games. So you know, if Smart's really confident, to knock down his shots. If you know Brown is really confident, he's also been up and down. He shot thirty times last night. Jesus Christ, Jalen, what are you doing, man? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> shot eleven of thirty. What? <laughs> okay. Anyway, I love um, when I heard
7: that this is Jalen Brown's first three of the night. I was like, oh god.
1: Yeah. No. Whoa! Oh my god. He shot thirty times last night. That's. Listen, I, I like Jalen, but that's, that's too much confidence. Um, yeah, I think you read the flow of the game uh, because I do think that Nick yeah. really does value having rim protection. Like we saw yesterday, the amount of times Tice got open for alley-oops and stuff like that. Um, now part of that also is just a breakdown on the perimeter that you have to draw help and someone has to leave the rim open. But um, I think we'll see. I think we'll see. But I think the small ball lineup is well, – I I, I'm almost certain they will see time in the fourth quarter tomorrow.
2: Yeah, it has All to right. Thank, Thanks so much, guys. All right. Peace. You could tell he's heard the Archie jughead yeah. Veronica joke before and wasn't feeling it. Like
1: again? Come on. Again. Man. <laughs> At least call me uh Archie Manning or whatever
2: Is, is that a guy? Like yeah, uh, I don't know. Um
4: you can I don't call in any
2: ed- sports other than two, <laughs> <laughs>
4: basketball eight, and
2: soccer, I'm sorry. Two eight nine seven seven eight oh nine one eight um, right now we're going to take a question from the YouTube chat. Um, if Pascal is a max player, what is Norman Powell worth next year or OG and Anobi in 2022? Well, I mean, Norman Powell's a controlled asset next year. I think he's getting like 17 per. He's a no, good player. Norm, uh,
1: no, Norman's 11.
2: 11? Oh, yeah. what? Isn't there like a big year at the end of the contract? Am I making that up? No. Oh, well, Norm's very affordable contract. He should be making on that a 16, great trade trip,
1: baby. True. That trade, that trade value went through the roof yet again. I don't again, know why baby. you think
2: that's cute. <laughs> I don't know what why you think that's amusing. It it does make me sad that tomorrow, like you might not have see these guys again. No, the seven on. core no, 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 no! Stop that! Stop that! You can't keep like. We could talk about that afterwards, but come on. All right. But I, I, it is like, it's important to talk about her feelings. You know, shout out to Katie Heindel. She taught us that. Yep. I don't want to see this this like this core, you know, go away. They've mm. all been so instrumental in the best years that uh, we've all had as Raptors fans. And yesterday it didn't feel like it could be the end, which mm-hmm. is maybe that's just what the last dance taught me is that you do want to see this core of players like till the very bitter end because mm-hmm. they're the guys. These are the, like these are the like the spirit of 2019 is going to be a a thing that Raptors fans talk about for decades. And it's going to be talking about, you know, Norm Powell and Kyle Lowry and OG this season and uh, Mark at the end of last season. It's going to be a fun time. Anywho.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: We have a caller, uh, Brett from Hamilton to talk about uh, Tatum and the American media. Brett, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thanks a lot for having me. You know, first of all, I really want to thank you guys because, a lot. not a lot of people are putting out Raptors content and you guys have been on top of it every second. especially with, like, releasing those the night of. It's amazing. So I really appreciate that. I'm sure we all do. Appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thank you. Um, Thanks for listening. So what I wanted to
5: talk about... Yeah, no worries. Uh, so what I want to talk about was your thoughts on... Uh, I, I know you touched about it a bit, William, but Nick Nurse uh, getting under heat for throwing the ball to Tatum. Jalen Brown saying that oh, uh, coaches need to calm down or whatever. Just your thoughts on that and if it was warranted.
1: Um, I think people should be mad at Tatum because he kept turning the ball over in the fourth quarter in overtime because that wasn't the only turnover. <laughs> First off, there's another two overtime periods, and when that turnover happened, the Celtics got another possession. What they should be more mad about is the fact that Kemba Walker got smacked on the arm by OG. They're not going to call that, yeah, but listen, yeah. they throw the, the pass to OG. He's catching the lob. They foul him, no free throws there, so I think that's even, right? I think that's even, but yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah, that's true. That's the thing, it's so weak. You just have two more overtime periods. Also, I think what Nick Nurse was trying to do is the, he has no center on the floor. When when else have you ever seen Nick Nurse perch up in the corner? The reason he's in the corner is so like he can get a better <laughs> vantage point and he can communicate to the players because usually his backline communicators, Surge and Mark, right? Those are guys, are guys are near the paint, they're communicating, they're talking to the rest of the defense. Obviously, with OG in there instead, I don't think that communication is as solid. Not necessarily saying OG doesn't communicate, but that the communication is just different. It's not necessarily his role. And so, obviously, OG's playing a new role. There's not as much communication. Nick wanted to get a better vantage point on the baseline so he can talk out and communicate the coverages, which is what you want a coach to do. And then again, Tatum looked him dead in the eye and threw the pass. (laughs) It wouldn't even hit Nurse. Like, if Nurse was actually a Celtic shooter, Uh, which he probably was back in the 1960s. But, you know, if Nurse (laughs) was actually open from the corner, that pass would have still missed Nurse. That was just an awful, awful pass. And really, what the credit should go to is OG, OG, because OG stunts over from the corner, stops Tatum's drive, Tatum kicks it out, and honestly, even if he passed that correctly to Daniel Tice, like, come on. You're you're really going to pass to Daniel Tice shooting for three for a go-ahead basket in the last minute? You're not. So, people
4: are just (laughs) Yeah, no, that's
5: really good insight, and I've never heard anyone say that. And my first initial reaction was that he was just trying to kick it to Tyson. the court. I didn't even know Nick Nurse was there. And my also initial reaction was when the commentators started commenting on it was that wouldn't Tatum have gone upset right away. He just smiled and he knew he kind of messed up. He didn't mm-hmm. really uh, uh, say anything. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I was watching Skip and Shannon Undisputed, which I take it with a grain of salt. You got to have a lot of critical thinking when you're watching those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, But so it's the game of the year last night, definitely by far the best game of the playoffs. And they took two and a half minutes out of their two and a half hour show to talk about the Raptors Celtics. So I'm just wondering your thoughts on like American media, just not really giving a crap. And if that leaks into the NBA, like I've seen a lot of conspiracies, like the refs don't want uh, Canada to go to another title. Just your thoughts on that.
2: I could care less about American media. I want people to watch our show. (laughs) <laughs> um and make it rival the size of like i, I know I'll, it's not likely going to happen that what me and we'll do from our living rooms is going to rival skip and shannon but i could give a crap what those guys have to say about the raptors because that's not like the the job we're here to promote this team their, their games and the work that we're doing um and yeah it's actually that there's sort of uninformed takes that come from the mainstream media but uh, whatever it's their job. Like, their job is to promote games that they put on their uh, channels. I don't think Fox has any of these games, so they'll, I don't know, advertise the NFL, which they pay a ton of money to um, sell their advertising against. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, you, can't, you can't get too angry. It's Skip Bayless at the end of the day. <laughs> what do you want him to say? Really? Like, <laughs> no, <it's> yeah, just... <laughs> no.
5: That's why I say you got to take it with a grain of salt and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know fish- if there's any other callers, or can, can I ask more questions? or? Uh... I mean, you're here in the right chat now, I'm too right so now, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Has anything, uh, what were your thoughts on, I didn't hear you guys' comments on this at all, on the Maasai, how, how is it possible that the correction officer, or whatever, after the video's released, can come back and say, oh, none of it was racially motivated, it's
2: all legit? Like, how is that even possible Like, when the video is out now? you gotta some people folks know that you gotta scan the day before the day scams you like i whatever like this guy's trying to make a buck It sucks it's, it's nasty it's and everyone in the nasty. world thinks it's like this is nasty but at the end of the day buddy's gonna try to scam.
1: listen man there's a there's a lot of videos of cops doing a lot of stuff and still there's not a lot of action and accountability and that's a lot of what this whole movement is about is bringing light to that and yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah, that's true. it's very, very shameless. It's like Marker Smart level shameless. Actually, no, that's, that, this is even way more shameless than Marcus Smart <laughs> flopping. I, I don't even want to compare that. Um, yeah, 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 But, like, it's, you know, that's just what they do. Cops protect cops. Yeah. Even 100%. when they're wrong.
5: And moving back to the, moving back to the basketball, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Larry's on a one-year deal, right? So what do you think is going to happen to him after this season?
1: No, he's he's got one more year on his contract after this one, so he's, he's oh we're good. oh
5: okay yeah yeah okay we're good, good <laughs> we're good no
1: we're can't, we can't All let can't right, well, uh,
5: yeah yeah no so uh, I guess the best question is what happens after that uh, after next year I know it's hard to predict two years out but
1: well you, you you talk to him and you you say listen Kyle we appreciate everything you've done for us um you know greatest player in franchise history we're about to win another uh, title here with. Uh, Uh, Giannis joining us um can you take a bit of a discount (laughs) you just work it out man you work it out listen you know down the line maybe oh wow kyle larry named to the board of directors for rogers and you're like oh wow okay that probably is a contract circumvention (laughs) but like whatever you need to do buddy listen (laughs) if you you see kyle larry suddenly operating virgin mobile then you know like it just is what it is you got to respect it
5: (laughs) so uh, you mentioned Giannis like Both of you guys, could you put a percentage point? If I you have to guess right now, a percentage that Giannis will come to the Raptors after his contract's done or after everything's said and done, what would the percent be? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Thirty-four
1: I, percent. I no honestly, we'll we'll know more when what he decides based on if he signs that extension or not. If he signs that extension, it's pretty much you know a wrap. I don't think we're yeah. gonna trade him at that point. If he doesn't sign like an extension, the door's open. And then you look at if the Raptors can get through game seven and then they play Miami, I feel like the winner of that series should get Giannis in addition to a finals appearance. So, you know. But, no, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I, what's the point? I mean, I could say any number. I don't have no I have no
2: idea, man. It's 34%. Any anyway, of you, Brett, thanks for calling in. Uh, <laughs> be good. Yeah, no worries. Go Raps in game seven. We'll uh, hear from you. Yeah, go too. Raps. Keep watching, Peace. guys. Really appreciate it. Take care. All Bye-bye.
1: Right. Uh, We have a note from our producer and listen, can you guys please show some... I understand people are frustrated because people are calling in. People call in week after week. Sometimes they still don't get through. It's frustrating. Um, Yeah, listen. Our technical support right now is just low and this is all we have. We have the one line. It's very difficult to call in. We honestly really, really appreciate it. Um, But yeah, it is what it is. Please don't get mad at our producer or us.
2: (laughs) Josh, it's not, it's not our fault we're popular, man. I mean, pay, You know? It pays. Yeah. Um, so Sam asks, do we even still want Giannis? Um, maybe. What? He's very good. <laughs> I do think Come that, on. I do think the, yeah, whatever. I don't, who, who the Love only me. person that should be this concerned about whether the Raps get Giannis are Messiah Bobby Webster. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's their job right now. There's mm-hmm. nothing that any of us can do to determine that. And we're watching a team that is a win away from going to Eastern Conference Finals to play against a team that's led by Jay Crowder. We like, we we should be we have a lot to be excited about. Uh, yeah, listen,
1: we might make jokes about Giannis being Jalof James Johnson, but, you know, we have to all. You know, we still want him, man. That's just jokes. Come on. <laughs> just teasing him, man.
2: Um, we have Colin from Nova Scotia on the line. Uh, you can call yourself at 289 918 But first, Colin from Nova Scotia will discuss Game 6 observations. Colin, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey there. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. yes.
1: How you doing?
0: Uh, perfect. Not bad. Uh, just a comment about the series the observation that I've made. Uh, you know, the Raptors kind of had three main mottos last season and this season. Uh no Kawai's board boardman gets paid, the team was next man up, and Nick Nurse was addressed to the elephant. And it just kind of seemed like early in the Boston series, none of those were holding true. Mm. Uh,
2: uh, that is that is yeah, very I mean, good. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's yeah, yeah, good job. Um yeah, nobody was getting nobody was getting
3: bored, uh, they weren't getting any production from the bench, and in an interviews like when asked you know, what's going on with guys like Mark and Uh
0: Nick just didn't really have an answer. Uh, and then this last one, it seemed like uh, it was the first time when all of those kind of had, uh, were addressed. Like guys were getting boards. The Powell, uh, Powell was a superstar. And the elephant of the room was Mark
1: haircut. Mm. <laughs> I'm
2: happy he cut the hair. He had
1: to change something.
2: Huh? <laughs> It really did make me feel like superstitious and delighted. I'm like, yes, this is a good move. See, it, behind both Will and I's heads, you see Marcus with the short hair. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, like he's a reverse answer, Samson Samson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, truly. Yeah, I remember a vacation Bible school. Um, I agree that the Raptors game six, they that felt like one of the more like Raptors in the regular season performances. The game, like game three, win was like you know last minute. An incredible shot but the the amount of bench production and distributed production throughout the team resembled their sort of regular season production yesterday and that was exciting um i still think they can do better on the uh, offensive on the um do, uh, defensive rebounds for whatever reason boston's done pretty well there but i agree that uh their attention paid paid off and they seem really they seem like they're rolling into game seven it's exciting to to feel
1: yeah, speaking of boards, man. OG yeah. last night, thirteen rebounds, phenomenal, man.
2: Yeah, that was good.
1: that's yeah. honestly that was what Kawhi used to do sometimes, right? Because Raptors would downsize or whatever, and Kawhi would have to, you know, really assume a lot of responsibilities, and that man would just grab every rebound. And OG has a lot yeah, of the I'm, same physical tools, and he did that last night. Shout out to OG. Yeah, like i have offensive rebounds kind of for OG too. To Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is honestly the, this series is the first time I'll entertain that because you had the you had the shot. You have the improved confidence. OG's been our steadiest player throughout the whole series. Even Kyle's been up and down. Everyone else has definitely been up and down. Yeah, but OG, yeah, steady. You know, so
0: that kind of gets into my the 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 question that I had. Um, No, there's a lot of question over like who's going to be man. Uh, I think Matt Thomas is starting to look well. At least he's better than TD. The question is, do you think they'd be doing as well or better if Patrick McCaw was still on?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think Matt Thomas has been, like, very solid on defense in many of the same ways that um, Pat McCaw can be. And Matt Thomas, as a sort of phantom offensive threat, guys play up on him a little bit more than they might on uh, Pat McCaw. So, I don't know. It's probably a, a coin flip. Khan knows the playbook Definitely. better and is a much more useful additional playmaker on the court when he's out there than Matt Thomas is. But I don't know. You, well, what do you think? You're the basketball analyst. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to ask you about Bible school <laughs> vacation or whatever. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think Matt's been f- pretty good in his role. I think, honestly, you probably still play Matt just because you need more offense, you need defense in this series. McCaw's advantage is defensively. And, and I do agree that Matt has actually played similar to McCaw in his energy defensively, sticking to team principles. He's been very solid on that end. But the difference is Matt is getting guarded by Marcus Smart, whereas there's no way Pat McCaw is getting guarded by Marcus Smart. And if someone's <laughs> occupying Marcus Smart's defensive yeah. attention, then yeah, someone else just, is yeah. open elsewhere. So that yeah. was that's probably the biggest yeah. thing that Matt's brought is the fact that the Celtics respect him so much. They're putting Marcus Smart on him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that point in your video earlier today. Uh, he, he has a bit of more gravity.
1: He, a lot more gravity. Listen, it's not and even... And he has close, no man. gravity on the defensive end. It's very fast. We're talking about the gravity of the moon versus <laughs> the gravity of the sun right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Physics joke? I don't even know.
2: All right. Anywho, Colin, thanks for the call. Have a good one. Uh, enjoy. Yeah, thanks up. for having me. All right. Cheers. Peace. Cheers. Nope. Um, Yo, we really get no callers from everywhere, eh? Yeah, man. Well, men's, yeah. men's is really international. Have we
1: gotten a call from like uh, the territories yet? I don't know. Yo, I, listeners in the yellow knife, let us know, man.
2: Yo, the white. Yeah, if you got the Telly and Whitehorse, White give us a ring. Mm. Um, from the uh, the YouTube chat, if the Raps win it all this year, get really, Flash get really close in the finals. Does that make Giannis shy away from perhaps signing here in 2021 due to Katie's backlash joining Golden State? What? Giannis will do what's good for Giannis the Raptors will make a compelling offer to the reigning two-time MVP Mm -hmm. and the cards will fall where they may shout out to Eric Bledsoe somehow Mike Budenhoser's job is safe but yours isn't make it make sense (laughs) um
1: yeah I mean look I guess people are thirsty for Giannis I completely get it um but at the same time like I don't think KD has anything to do with Giannis. They're very, very different people. Come from very, very different backgrounds. The situations are different. Like KD, literally lost to the Warriors. He blew a three-one lead to the Warriors, and then joined the Warriors. The Warriors were also a seventy-three win team at the time. That's the bulk of the the, the frustration. It's not the fact that he just joined the team. So, it's it's okay, man. Listen. We're about to play game seven against uh, – we played just one of the well, have to say, in, in playoff so, history. Like, come on, man.
2: So I complain to you all the time that half the time we, people ask us, can Pascal really be the guy? And then the other half of the questions are, can Giannis win uh, – Giannis come to Toronto. We are going into game seven against the Boston Celtics, the team that we've circled for the, be- the half of a decade. Oh. Mm. And people – they'll talk to you about Giannis. Um, right. the, uh, by
1: the way, when the Raptors win game seven – As I predicted, Raptors in seven at the outside of the series. When the Raptors win game seven, the post-game show for that one, i listen, I've already booked uh, Assad. He's on standby. All right, he's on standby. (laughs) I feel like the president with my finger on the butt. (laughs) Um, Um, So, yeah, Raptors, please deliver game seven, man. It would be phenomenal. Can you, by the way, just imagine opening up your podcast app and seeing – the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> Bill Simmons Him and Ryan Rossillo discuss the Celtics flaming out in game seven, <laughs> blowing it. Is this the biggest choke job? 344 in quotation brackets. You know what I mean? I can't wait to hate listen to that. That's like the reverse lander pod. I need the misery. I need to hear the misery. Please wrap this. Don't, don't screw this up, man. Please
2: don't screw it up. Seriously. Um, we have a caller, uh, Bobby from Toronto. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thanks guys, thanks guys. Um, So I'm
7: calling first to actually apologize to Will Liu. I'm on an apology tour, because it was February of this year, I'm minding my business in Koreatown, getting a haircut. And out of the corner of my eye, I see like the biggest head I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, that has gotta be William Liu. uh, (laughs) I turned to him, (laughs) I turned to him and I'm like, hey, um, what do you think about the deadline deals? Uh, Uh, Yeah, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I think it was right to stand pat, and I was like, I disagree. I think we should have traded OG and gotten like Drew Holiday or some like kind of really strong perimeter defender. And I- I'm calling to apologize to say, man, you were 100% right. It's been the coming out to a OG has handled and improved significantly since you know the the bump, the you not know, being in the bubble. Um, he's just um, it, it was it was a flat out uh a mistake on my part to want us to trade him uh basically at his low. So um kind of piggybacking on that. Um I wanted to know your thoughts just in terms of you know OG at the five when we're going small particularly in the second half. And um I- I'm thinking that our offense considerably benefits as well because you know particularly in like uh earlier in the series guys like Fred and kyle's shots weren't falling they're fighting through screens, they're exhausted, we weren't switching, and now by going with the small ball lineup, we're able to switch more around the perimeter, and Boston's incredible at screening the three-point line, so what do you guys think about, you know, switching particularly around the the perimeter to guard that three, and then also having more energy for, like, particularly our guards that are driving our offense as opposed to Pascal, and having more legs on, like, you know, the 25- to 30-foot shots, particularly like Alex Fred, so, um, yeah, what do you you guys think about that sort of... uh, uh, strategy,
1: yeah. I, I think the Raptors okay. So the switching is fine. I think they still They will switch, especially when they go smaller. We saw like there are some switches and stuff like that, but at the same time, like they still do want to keep their defensive assignments pretty set. Like they'll they want to keep Kyle, Pascal, or OG on Tatum. They don't want to put Fred on Tatum. Tatum, Fred can do it, but they're probably going to need help. And, of course, they just want to keep Fred right. on, on Kemba the whole time. I don't really know what else you can really do there. I guess you could switch, but, you know, I mean, the Celtics are a pretty good one-on-one attacking team. And if you're switching and still having to send help, then you're kind of defeating the purpose of switching a little bit. So, I, honestly, I think it, it just is what it is. Like, it's a, tough, it's a very, very tough opponent. Extremely tough. A Very smart team. Very talented team you just have to do the work and, and you kind of need Fred and Kyle to have the legs to play 50 minutes and, and be successful. And honestly, they've done it pretty decently. I think Fred's hit some tough layups at the end of games. Kyle's hit some tough shots as we just saw yesterday with the turnaround jumper. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think the Raptors were losing energy either. So sometimes you just got to ride it out. I actually don't mind what they're doing.
7: Okay, that's fair. Right. I feel like they have switched a bit more than they have early in the series and they were getting killed because the soul doesn't have the mobility. I know he offers other things, um, particularly with tice down low and also shores up the the defensive rebounding a little bit, but I feel like uh often like the little guys will um be able to get loose balls that are deeper shots. He he can't get, you know, jumpers that are eighteen to twenty feet out rebounding and uh so I, I feel like uh I think we'll, we'll run with Gasol earlier on in the game, but then I feel like, uh, you know, particularly if Serge doesn't have it, that will probably go small. And I think, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but it's going to be a similar matchup with Miami and if Bam, you know, they're, they're going Bam plus four shooters. So I feel mm-hmm. like this could be a scene going forward in the next series. I don't want to get too ahead, but it's kind of interesting that this isn't going to be the last of, of seeing it if, you know, we win game seven, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Listen, we will have plenty of time to talk about that series when it happens. But right now, we got to focus on that game seven. You know, no bad vibes. No bad vibes. I don't want to. No bad it. vibes.
7: But, no, 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 about, no jinxing. We we'll yeah. don't
2: want to jinx anything talking about downloading the Bill Simmons podcast. Hey, listen.
1: <laughs> no, that listen. I, I need it. I, I need to hear it, man. You're like, I want to hear Ryan. talking about the end. Kyle Larry <laughs> flopping, <man>. Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, the emergency
7: uh, panic pod from from uh, Bill and Ryan. I'm looking forward he, when, to that one. Saturday. When he calls his dad, <laughs> he, I can't wait for him to call his dad.
0: <laughs> oh, and
7: drunk house, just like, just like, slurring his words. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, can't wait for that.
1: No, I can't wait either. All, All right, Bobby, cheers, thanks guys. Call, thanks man. so much for taking
2: Appreciate my call. Peace. Cheers, peace. Um, let's yeah, Shout out to Bobby, man.
1: Chat. I actually remember this. We were getting our haircut at Maya Hair Salon. That's oh, the last we... time I got my haircut. <laughs> I
2: was in there. No, um... me and
1: Bobby, they, we were both at the salon. I <laughs> oh, was like, at the same salon? Yeah, I was like, thinking getting my hair washed or like cut or something. Like, um, and the guy, he just like turned to me and he was like, Yo, what do you think the trade deadline? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I'm, I'm more worried about the haircut right now, but. So, a <laughs> yeah, uh, so quick
2: like person, at asked me about the show in public. I was at uh, Whole Foods right when mm. this started. First time I went to the grocery store or went to the back to the Whole Foods after yeah, the... Shout the, out to everything. you for going to Whole Foods. Whatever. Whatever I, see, lo- I see you, Josh. <laughs> I see
1: the upward mobility,
2: buddy. I <laughs> see you. All right. So the lockdown happens. I'm at Whole Foods for the first time. I'm mad, like, stressed out. I don't know about you, but, like, mm. those first trips to the grocery store where everything's Yo. weird, anxious. Somebody's like, hello, hey, Josh. I'm like, what's going on? And, like, I don't know where it's coming from. I think that I'm being, like... I don't know I'm in some sort of trouble and they're like oh I listened to the show I really like I'm like oh thank you so much but I will never forget it because I felt very anxious I didn't want to like shake her hand but I mm. um it's nice when people say hello to you thanks for pe- listening to the show thanks for being a friendly neighbor here in Toronto um Appreciate but I wanted to ask this question mm. Uh, given how heated Smart was about the refs and how Brown was taking a shot at Nick Nurse, what kind of property do you think the Raptors own in the Celtics' heads? Beachfront, rural, downtown condos, probably right on top of a Whole Foods. Um, yeah, I, I do think that the the zest at the end of yesterday's game mm. was quite a mourn. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I, watching back closely to the fourth quarter and the two overtime periods, I'm not even kidding you. I think Smart fell on the floor at least 10 times. I'm not kidding. Go back and rewatch the game. He fell on the floor. And just like innocuous plays, you know, on a free throw, people are lining up at the free throw line. He falls over. Someone falls over with him. On a screen, he falls over. On a shot, he falls over. On a jump ball, he falls over. It's like every play. It's actually kind of amazing. But um, in terms of what kind of property, like, I mean, if we're going to put in Toronto perspective, like, uh, this is probably Forest Hill level, you know. Um, <laughs> Or like, you know what, actually, you know what? The, one of the big mansions in uh in Etobicoke, near like James Garden, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in the in the Ford family neighborhood. Yeah, that area, <laughs> one of those big, big mansions. Like one of those, you know. We're not talking about one of those like five hundred square foot, seven hundred thousand uh, dollar uh one bedroom plus <laughs> den boxes with uh with a metro on the bottom of it. We're not talking <laughs> about one of those.
2: <clears throat> All right. We have uh one last caller for today's show. We have Daniel from Toronto uh daniel welcome to the show Metro with the, with the Metro. oh daniel i can hear you there but you probably shouldn't the call, the show hey guys oh. can you hear me okay oh yeah. yes wow on, that was very cool can you hear me okay hey yeah. yeah you're good uh it's not on mute yeah good you're, we can hear you hello hello Hi. Daniel, you there? Hello. All right, okay. uh, I don't think Daniel can hear us, so uh, I don't think we're going to get to talk to him today. That's okay. He wanted to ask about Rondé and Boucher. Maybe, do you want to talk about Rondé and Boucher?
1: Why are we talk <laughs> about Rondé and Boucher?
2: <laughs> I don't know. This ain't the time, man. This
1: is not the time. <laughs> they're not playing in Game 7. <laughs> they're, not, they're not playing in Game 7. I um, mean, Boucher maybe, but I mean... Rondé has played if, slightly if more Serge minutes can't in this series. He's play for
2: whatever reason, he's, he's going to play. He's, I know, but if he couldn't, that's the only way that... You know Serge Ibaka just wore that boot for fashion, man. I, I I tweeted that he went from a walking boot to a walking bucket. It was <laughs> an unbelievable transition. Yo,
1: but seriously though, Serge having the most confidence in his three-point shot, the, the fact that he hit those three threes in the first half when we couldn't score at all love Serge's confidence, man. That's, see, that's why you have vets on your team, because they have yep. that, like, you know what, I've done this before. Whatever happens, I'm still a GOAT. I'm going to take the shot. <laughs> I'm open. And he made those shots. Sometimes you need that, you know?
2: I wish I wish Mark would demonstrate a bit more of that uh, that kind of attitude. You know
1: In the second half, Mark did okay. He hit his first two threes. It only took him, like, you know, a
2: year and a half to uh, finally hit a three against the Celtics, but he did it. Yo, it's coming up on a whole calendar year. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, yep. that know. is crazy. All he, yeah. all he had to do was eat his jersey.
1: <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I, he was. I, I don't even know because it would, it would be a bad look if you rip your jersey. Also, how many backup jerseys do you think the the, the Raptors provide? Like, if he had ripped his jersey, he has, he has to come out wearing like uh, the OVO black
2: ones. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I hate that he took that joke. Yeah, he just come out wearing the city edition jersey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, that would be kind of sick, you know, or like it that would be kind of tight. Shirts and skins.
2: Do the Marcus the Raptors on team haven't search, man. the Raptors have only worn the home whites, the reds, and the blacks. Do they not have any of their other alt jerseys? I don't think. They Wait, would, they, they, worn wore the, the they wore the they were their. They haven't worn the OVO. They wore the throwbacks against Memphis.
1: Yes, they did do that. But I don't think they did that in the
2: playoffs though. No, they did that like right before the end of the. Mm-hmm.
1: For the, the, for the for the very discount version of the Naismith Cup.
2: I was supposed to go to that game in Toronto, I had tickets, buddy. You I, could have
1: seen JV score zero po- points live,
2: but I, I wanted to go. The throwback jersey is the cool cord. I was taking uh, a friend of mine to the first Raptors game,
1: mm.
2: and uh, of course, it didn't work out. Stupid pandemic.
1: How dare the pandemic do this to you, me specifically? Yes. no,
2: that's not funny. <laughs> Um, we have Rafael from Brazil returning to the show. Welcome back. Rafa. Oh, you there?
4: You guys have melted. Oh, help. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The connection you're, is not that there. good. I'm from Brazil. Right. Are you hearing now? Yes. I
1: hear you, man. What's going on?
4: Okay. Thanks for taking my call. Man, last year after the Bucks opened the 2-0 league over the Raptors, I I, mean, I thought the season was over and I emailed the NBA League Pass crew asking for them to cancel my subscription. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the per- you know, <laughs> the uh. person or the robot, I don't know. That took me, that took care of my request was named Nicole, and she offered me a very good discount, so I could have kind of enjoy <laughs> the rest of the playoffs, something like that. Nice. And, well, the offer was good; I accepted it, and you all know what happened. <laughs> that was the first time I underestimated the heart of the Raptors. Hey. Well, hey. Uh, yesterday. Yeah yesterday was kind of the same. You know, midway into the second quarter, I wasn't confident at all. At all. We couldn't buy a bucket. Everything got in terms of everything we got in terms of scoring was really hard, was earned. And the Celtics, and the Celtics were looking really good. They've been looking good like the the better team so far in the city uh, in the series. And I think it's it's a tough match for, for the Raptors. But, you know, we, we, we're kind of grabbing in there and, and hanging in there and, you know, hustling. And, well, during the second quarter, I was confident. I wasn't confident at all. And my wife and my two little girls were asking me for attention. So I, I, I just gave up, you know. And oh. then, <laughs> again, <laughs> when... <laughs> You know, when I have a lot, of, a lot of stuff to do, I'm working from home. I, I, I teach class, you know, I teach math at our university. And I'm, I'm having to work from home, online. And I have a lot of, of things to do. And I'm, I'm not here to watch my, my, my Raptors lose, you know what I mean? So it, it was bad. It was ugly. I, I just let it go. I, I said, okay, okay, I'm going to give my girls and my wife some, some breather here. And I'm going to be with them. But then, man, when I looked mm. the, the score by the end of the game, I, I thought, damn. <laughs> now I gotta watch the tape. That's okay. Oh, should, that's okay. You should definitely but, watch you know, the I, tape.
1: Don't watch highlights. Watch the whole no, the game. No, I, did. Yeah, it's I so did. really good. No, I did.
4: I I did after after it all ended. I watched you know really 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 calm. <laughs> It was great. I knew we were gonna win, and you know what, man? I, I love Canada. I love the Raptors, and it would be great to see the Raptors win another title. You know, I've been I've been to Canada once in 2018, and I fell in love with the country. You guys are great people. I love Toronto. I really like Ottawa as well. I saw one of the most beautiful things ever in Ottawa, 2018. On Jack Cartier Park, the mosaic culture exposition. I don't know if you know what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it was great. You know that it, it was jaw dropping. It was absolutely amazing. And so I wish nothing for the best for Canada and everything that represents this beautiful country, man. Especially the Raptors.
1: I appreciate it, man. That's very beautiful. All right. You better not miss Game Seven. Don't Thanks, turn out man. Game Seven, man. You better, you better watch Game <laughs> yeah, don't Seven. No. no, you better watch Game no. Seven. Like I won't. You know, I won't. It's Trust Brazil me. in the World Trust Cup or something. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, sometimes it's not. Uh, uh, I think we all agree that the the Celtics looks a little bit better, right? But mm. you know, sometimes yeah, The, went the, the, games. the team that plays. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and they blew blew out us, you know, on two of them. So you know, and they blow out us. You know, it's it's like, but sometimes the team that plays harder gets the W. So I think we we have a, a really decent shot, you know, and and you know we have we have more experience too. They're young, they've never been to this stage. You know, Kyle is really expen- really experienced, and and I believe Pascal could have a good game, you know, because he's he has been off. Throughout the whole season, the whole series, basically. So I believe he could that he could have a good game. Yeah. Let's hope, man. Let's hope. All right, all right. Ha-
2: Thank take you, care, Rafael. thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right, peace. Awesome. I'm so excited for Game Seven.
1: Yeah. No. It's I. It's going to be. I can't wait, man. I literally can't wait. I can't believe it's at 9 p.m. Although I'm happy because I gave the Raptors
2: a little bit more time to rest, but. Yeah, I'm surprised. <sighs> I guess this this uh, Clippers Nugget series isn't really working out the way that the NBA had hoped.
1: It wasn't gonna work. But out. you
2: need to you need to. Uh, what did what did Michael Porter Jr. say? You need to. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. you got to run the <laughs> offense through me. <laughs>
1: so much Jamal Murray <laughs> and Jokic It's like, who are you? Listen, man, go take your vaccine. Um, I'll come back <laughs> to us after you're uh, you're immune to tetanus. Okay, just <laughs> maybe do that first. <laughs> yeah listen there's, you, a thre- there's a threat of you getting a polio right now maybe uh maybe don't demand extra touches in the offense yeah can't um, yeah. yeah let's take uh two more questions before we go before we get to our signature segment stanley suggestions uh azmi as sending here because i can't get on the call uh don't do you think our fan base focuses on offense too much and takes defense for granted people only talk about points and not how much mark and pascal contribute on defense Yes. I mean, probably.
2: Don't doesn't everybody?
1: Everybody does. You're right. Absolutely everybody does. But I think especially in the case of the Raptors, they're an elite defensive club. And
2: and it have been but it's yeah. been for like a like a decade, like from Dwayne Casey. Nah, but like, this is different though. They, is were different, they were good. They were good. They were solid. Like, yeah. But no, they're good. Been,
1: they're, yeah. they're freaking elite now, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holding the Celtics to games of under 100 points, I don't, I don't care that Gordon Hayward's out. By the way, this is the first time I've heard about Gordon Hayward from the Celtics. saw a lot of people being like, oh, it would have been five if Gordon Hayward was here. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah? Is, is, that who, uh, is that who Jason Tatum thought Nick Nurse was on the sideline? It's like, oh, here's Gordon. He's wearing glasses and full-on pants. Let me pass him the ball <laughs> in the last minute of the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Kate um uh, shout out Kate uh, shout out who, Kate who is in more trouble with his teammates Michael Porter Jr. or Daniel House can we I don't
2: think we can talk about the Daniel House stuff it's, no, I feel not? like their details yet to come out but um mm. okay something's something's going wrong like Bruno Cabloco day one listen Daniel House day one he broke some corn the they do need to like, tight, like tighten up you guys are there to be professionals um I I didn't read enough of the story to make an actual comment, but mm-hmm. tighten up. It's, it's serious stuff. Listen,
1: <laughs> you got a lot of problems already with the Lakers, all right? Please don't uh...
2: <laughs> make any more for yourself.
1: Please don't make any more for yourself, man. I don't know what was going on, but it seems it seems a little fishy. Um, and uh, according to the report from Sham Sharanya, there are various executives that believe this is not an isolated incident. Which, uh, again, we need a, we needed bubble expose. Um, Josh, what were you saying about? Uh, can't wait. You know, someone going on no jumper.
2: That's what that's what happens in six months. There's a an interview on no jumper, and we find out everything that went down.
1: Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I need the scintillating details and, and what Tyson Chandler was doing there too.
2: Okay. Um Kirk a more annoying defender. Marcus Smart or Patrick Beverly. Um Patrick Beverly. Marcus Smart is a very good defender who yes, also happens better. to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Um Patrick Beverly is more annoying than he is a great defender. Um yeah. Sm- that's... Also Smart
1: will flop and like do some stuff to you, but like I feel like Beverly's outright dirty. Like Smart has, I think Smart is like outright injured someone the way Beverly reached for the ball and like took out Westbrook's knees. Like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. If you're hurting someone, like, come on, man. There's levels, you know what I mean? There's, like, levels to Kyle's flopping. It's, like, exaggerating. Marks and Smart will flop and create something out of nothing. And then Be- Mattrick Beverly will create an injury for you. That's it's, it's a whole <laughs> different level, man. So, yeah, definitely Beverly, man. Plus, he's also way worse as a player. Smart's actually a really good player. Like, all due respect to Smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Samir, the Raptors have to do it blank to win game seven. Uh, will they have an answer?
1: Score more points than the Celtics. I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's not one thing specifically other than just get up to a good start, but I trust them throughout the course of the game. They just like to not fall down by, like, 15 points at the end of the first quarter like they do in their blowout losses.
2: Yeah, I I don't really think that there's another answer. Yeah, Can any Raptors coaching staff members show up in green? Just Yo,
1: I've been telling you that. So me and, me and Asad were talking about this after the game, how funny it was that Celtics media was crying about this. Which, by the way, I know people think there's objective sports media out there. There isn't, okay? There really, really isn't, okay? There is a Celtics version of me. He's obviously white and uh, pasty, and you know what? He is probably going off about that thing and how Nick Nurse should be arrested. You know what I mean? Like, there's propaganda on all sides. Just make sure to keep that in mind. There's propaganda on all sides. Try to read everything. Try to form something in the middle. Try to use your own critical thinking. Uh, But, yeah, I mean... You know, for the Celtics, I, I think for, for Nick Nurse, his big adjustment is that he needs to come to the next game wearing a Larry Bird jersey, mm. shorts, long socks, uh, the old Converse shoes. I really like off, this idea. Tur- take off the glasses, put on a, a, a wig, and just wait in the corner. You know what I mean? Just like, do a little jumping jacks in the corner. Be like, yo, 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 catch the ball. Maybe make a cut. Maybe curl around one of the defenders on the baseline. It just you know like so like right in the top. pocket. Take it up to another level, baby. Take it up to I another level. And I want the rest of the Raptors coaching staff to also be dressed like Celtics legends. I need like a Bill Russell over there. I need like a John Havlicek. You know Patrick matumbo
2: dressed like with the white hair, goatee, eleven rings. I'm like oh, sh- that's JoJo White over there. We got to pass him the ball. Uh, Nick Durk. Yeah, it's, I think I think we can get creative with it. Uh, okay, um, do you want to do Stanley suggestions? Uh,
1: Yeah, let's do Stanley's suggestions, our signature segment. Uh, Josh, you got to come up with one because I've had a very busy day. And so I'm going (laughs) to think of one on the spot. Josh, what did did you have?
2: I just came up with mine a little while ago. But I do believe... That, Stanley, this week, um, you know, after Game is you're getting ready for the next series. You purchased Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, 1 and 2, Yay. remastered for uh, PlayStation 4. I made it on Xbox 360. I don't actually know. But I'm sick of playing Fall Guys. That game is way too hard. And I'm getting ready for myself to buy Pro, uh, Pro Skater to entertain myself now that lockdown's continuing and the summer's over. Um, so, Stanley Johnson... I recommend that you do it too, so you can, you know, play as Matt Hoffman or Bam Margera, or the man himself, Tony Hawk. I can't wait to play it. So that's my suggestion to you this week. Uh, Will, do you have an answer? That's a uh,
1: that's a pretty good suggestion. That's I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy that game as myself as well. It does yeah, look pretty phenomenal. It's how long has it been? It's been like a couple of years. It's in like between, 20 right?
2: years since the first one came out.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, um, I. I i'm still struggling i guess to come up with a suggestion <laughs> i don't know why um you know what watch skate kitchen if you haven't seen skate kitchen it's pretty good i mean along the lines of uh skateboarding skate kitchen is uh a movie really mostly about vibes than anything else you know those movies that are about vibes it's
2: just vibes yeah it's, yeah, a, it, it, it's a just like vibes movie but every no bomb movie is just vibes yeah so you know
1: it's um yeah it's about some uh, a group of women skaters uh, who are trying to carve out their space in New York City. The vibes are fantastic, and yeah, it's just a good movie. I think they also turned it into a TV show as well. So, sweet. Um, yeah,
2: watch Skate Kitchen.
1: A lot of skate uh, material. All right, and lot wear of some vans. Actually, get some uh,
2: get some Billabong or whatever the other way. All right. Um, we don't know when we'll be back next, so the next thing you'll see will be uh, Run It Back. So yes, watch Run It Back.
1: We, regardless yeah. of what happens in game seven we will be there me and Alex will be talking to each other on right or back and uh, yeah and of course you know when the Raptors advance we will announce another live call-in show where me and Josh take more calls so yeah all right yeah. thanks everyone for Please. listening thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast thanks everyone for calling in again we appreciate everyone calling in even if you didn't get through we really really do appreciate it and again we're trying to work on this but it is what it is right now we got to keep moving so thanks everyone for listening Raps in seven baby Raps in seven baby
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
8: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.